Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. The first day of the NFL tampering free agency period is over, and what a day it was. It feels like the entire free agency has concluded already. But, Paul, I go back to December 16th, 2018 the Dolphins lost 41 to 7 to us 41 to 17 to the Minnesota Vikings brought them to 7 and 7 on the year basically ended their playoffs and it was quite obvious this is a team that needed to rebuild and I bring it up because on that day it, it was it was clear that something needed to change and 15 months later to the day it feels like Dolphins fans finally have something to get excited about again you know, we've gone through hell. We've gone through an 0-7 start, the, the tank talk, pulling players off the street and putting them into the starting lineup. But I got the feeling today that it, there was a lot of excitement back in Miami and how great it was to actually look at the depth chart and start putting NFL caliber players back on that depth chart. Oh, it was amazing. It just, it's, you know, it started. The day started off feeling like, okay, you know, they got some bargain bin guys with some upside. All right, you know, Eric Flowers. Yeah, he's he's got some upside. He he's, he showed some upswing last year, and maybe. Then they got uh, Shaq Lawson. It's like, ah, you know, he. Yeah, this this could be a good move. He he seems to be on the rise a little bit. And then they went out and they made a couple of big splashes with Byron Jones, who. If Jack Conklin was at the top of my need list, along with Joe Tooney before he got franchised, Byron was at the top of my want list. And so I was very ecstatic to see Byron. I mean, he's a guy you know I've watched since, since freshman year in college. And then, uh, you know, then they add Kyle Van Noy to the mix. And then, uh, Jesus, I can't pronounce his name yet, but the special teams captain for, for Cincinnati. Fedulum. Yeah, that, this, that sounds like whatever's going around right now that's got us quarantined but you know it's (laughs) i mean the guys an absolute standout on special teams and miami seems to find these guys that can play safety that we're kind of waiting in the wings somewhere so who knows he may be somebody that can come in and play a little bit of safety miami's definitely loading up on special teamers now yeah it looks like he's going to take the spot of walt akins he has more ability to play play the secondary role fun fact on Clayton Fedulum and I I can't believe you're we're starting out by talking about him over the guys that we signed today but we are um in in 2018 on on pro football focus ranked him as the sixth best safety in the league uh now granted he only had 195 snaps but he ranked between Anthony Harris and Jamal Adams 
or no, excuse me, Anthony Harrison and Derwin James with an 88 something rating here. So every time he's gotten on the field, he, he's shown the ability to make some plays. So they, they got him toward the middle of the day. But at the beginning of the day, the interesting thing with the signing of Eric Flowers was he was the first one that really came off the board in, in free agency. Three years, $30 million, $19.9 million guaranteed. And, Paul, it's, it's funny because I messaged you like 30 minutes before free agency kicked off, and I said, you know, it's, it's funny that we've talked about all this with free agency. We've done all these shows. And you haven't mentioned Eric Flowers once because we have we kind of have a history with talking about him back in 2015 when he was drafted. Yeah, I mean, I talked about him a little bit out on Twitter, but I hadn't talked about him on the show. I mean, it, it's leading up to the start of free agency. It was a yeah, you know, I'd be okay with it. And what people have to separate here, and this is something that I actually said back before Eric Flowers was drafted. I wasn't sure about his future as, as a tackle. But you remember, it's what I really wanted was him to start his career out at guard for, for the Dolphins if they were able to draft him. And then he might turn into that left tackle. He might not. But at the very least, he would have been a solid standout guard as his career progressed because I really saw him as a fit there, even though he doesn't have the right physique, according to a lot of folks. But just his play style is a very, very good fit at, at guard. And you saw, if you look at the beginning of last year versus the end of last year, as he, as he got into that role, he really started to excel down the stretch. Yeah, he did. In fact, his last six games, pro football focus in those six games ranked him as a top third guard in the league. And you're talking about somebody six, six, 330 pounds. And he, like you said, he, the guy was playing out of place at left tackle from the beginning. And let's be clear, he was a colossal bust with the New York Giants. Ninth overall draft pick in the 2015 draft. And they couldn't wait to get him out of the building. He spent a little time in Jacksonville, but the Redskins picked him up off the street at the left guard spot. And, and they put him in there, and, and he certainly did a serviceable job there. So also uh, somebody that's been on our show a lot, who goes by the Twitter handle, it's Raining Ken. Our, our Redskins correspondent had this to say about him. He had an under-the-radar season last year, still young, has success, successfully proven himself as a guard based on last year. You'll go weeks without hearing his name because he's doing his job. And that makes sense because when you looked at, at how he played with the ta at, at the tackle position with the New York Giants, he was never built for that spot because his hands and feet were never working in the same place. But now you move him inside to guard, he's able just to use that massive size. Yeah, it's somebody, I can't remember who it is, and I apologize for not giving credit here, but somebody gave the best description when, when trying to talk about uh, the difference between playing a, a tackle and a guard in the NFL. At tackle, you, you're basically trying to chase a big, strong chicken uh, and, and get to them. Whereas at guard, you're basically punching people in a phone booth. And it, it really is a huge difference in skill sets, but just to simplify it there. And Eric Flowers does a good job punching people in a phone booth instead of trying to chase people that are trying to run around him. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, KC42661 said that. And I, yep. I know that because I just typed in uh, offensive tackle chasing chicken, and, and that's the first thing that popped up there. So, 
But you're exactly right. I mean, he, he's a big, powerful guy. The big question is, is he going to want it bad enough now he's got that money? What I do like about this, too, is that it, it moves Michael Dieter from left guard to either center or right guard or maybe a universal backup. So we'll see how that goes. Three years, 30 million, a little bit of sticker shock, but less than 20 million guaranteed. So I, I can certainly understand that. Three years, 30 million is, is also what the Jets paid George Fant. And really, he hasn't been a starter over the last several years. So moving on to uh, Shaq Lawson. And it's a two similarities between Eric Flowers and Shaq Lawson are that they're, they were both former first round picks. They're 25 years old. They had a disappointing start to their career. And now it's really up to Brian Flores and this coaching staff to be able to, to take a player like that coming off a good year with some talent and coach them to up to that next level. It really is. And I have faith in, in Flores being able to do that. It's, I mean, you look at Shaq Lawson and the role that he plays right now, there really isn't much competition for on, on Miami's defense. So we need him to step up. I think this puts Charles Harris and Taco Charlton on notice. I mean, I'll package the two of them and I'll, I'll give somebody a fourth just to take them off our hands at this point. But it, it, it's Miami was sorely lacking pass rushers. And the thing that I love about signing a Shaq Lawson is, and I put this out there as well on, on social media, getting Byron Jones, the next guy that Miami got today, to play opposite Xavier Howard basically gives you two complete and total shutdown corners out there on the boundary. And, and with the safety play Miami has, with Bobby McCain possibly moving back to the slot, with Nick Needham still being available. What that does to Miami's secondary is, and what it does for the front four is it really has a chance of giving them on a lot of plays between half a second or a second more to get to the quarterback. And that is huge, especially when you add guys, guys like Shaq Lawson. So, again, the Byron Jones signing makes Shaq Lawson better as a signing as well. Yeah, Shaq Lawson's a real thumper off the edge. I mean, he is everything that that we expected Charles Harris to be. You know, 6'3", 270 pounds. He'll be able to – you remember all the snaps that Avery, Avery Moss played last year. And you're going to see Shaq Lawson there playing at a much higher level. He, he brings a, a lot of energy to the table, too. He's a big talker, but he can also back it up on the field. Doesn't have great sack numbers. You know, just six and a half last year, uh, four the year before that, four the year before that. But it's not that. It's it's more of that kind of inside-outside pressure that the Dolphins are looking for in that defense. So I, I think that we're starting to see some of that, that Bill Belichick, New England Patriots-style defense starting to come out here because the Dolphins are really looking to, to put, push the pocket from the inside and load up on those big – uh, cover corners that Byron Jones certainly is, as well as Xavier Howard. Yeah, and, and one thing I like about having Byron and Xavier back there, provided that, you know, this little cryptic thing around his Instagram being cleaned up for, for Howard it isn't really anything, is it gives you two very, very physical corners on the boundary. 
if you watch footage of Byron Jones, he's just mauling people at this point. And we all know Xavier Howard does the same thing. So they are going to wear down and beat up the opposing team's wideouts on a regular basis. And that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. What I keep going back to with Byron Jones, who signed a big, big contract, five years, 82 and a half million, 57 million guaranteed. And basically he's going to get 40 million in his first two seasons as a dolphin. Uh, I think he's worth every penny, especially when you look at the market. But what I keep going back to is the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2017, where Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye were able to dictate the game on the outside. And you also look at the Patriots with Stefan Gilmore and Devin McCourty in the secondary, they were able to create a lot of mass uh, matchup problems. I think with the way the NFL is going now, it fits what Brian Flores is looking to do. They're looking to start from the outside and go in, go from the defensive backs to the defensive line, as opposed to the complete opposite. I, I'm somebody that has said many times in recent years that as long as you have a pass rush, nothing else matters. But it seems like the league is trending in the opposite direction right now. Yeah, and like I said before, it's if you don't have a pass rush, the best way to manufacture one is being able to stick to the wide receivers out there and force them to not only throw the ball, but to take a little longer to do so. Um, the longer that you can make them them have to hold the ball before they can get a good pass off, the more likely your D-line is to get to the quarterback. I mean, it's simple logic there. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to these two guys playing together. And, yeah, it, there was a lot made here on Dolphins Twitter about Xavier Howard and, and on social media about how he deleted some pictures, um, some Dolphins pictures. But, it, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why Xavier Howard would not want to stay in Miami unless he's been tapped on the shoulder and told that he's traded already. I don't see that being a, being a thing right now. What do you think about that, Paul? Yeah, I was just saying, unless he's been tapped on the shoulder, and I think the only reason that he would be tapped on the shoulder there is if Miami is sniffing around some massive earth-shaking move in the draft, and they just need a little bit more capital to make make their plan go by doing so. So unless Miami's got some type of deal in place with Cincinnati to go up and get Burrow, I don't think we're looking at a trade of Xavier Howard at this point. Uh, the only one I saw that might make sense was if Miami was trying to swap picks with Detroit at three and was going to send Xavier and Howard to get back Darius Slay as part of the swap. But that's just – I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I hope Xavier and Howard stays here too because between Byron Jones, when you look at uh, the man-to-man coverability – excuse me, man-to-man coverage ability that he has and how he tested in the NFL draft with what kind of athlete he is. And then you take Xavier Howard, who went healthy, had one of the best runs as an NFL cornerback that, that we've seen in quite some time anywhere. That's something special on the outside. And that's exactly what Brian Flores wants to dictate his defense. At linebacker, the Dolphins signed Kyle Van Noy, four years, $51 million, $30 million guaranteed. Quite frankly, I thought this was a little bit high for him. But when you have a lot of money, this is kind of the luxury that you're afforded. But he, he, he was very productive 
over the last several years in New England. Just last year, PFF had him at 60 pressures and 43 hurries, had him as the 21st edge rush edge player out of 114 that qualified. So, you know, very a, a very good player, but is also going to be 29 this year and doesn't necessarily stand out at one specific spot in terms of traits. No, but that seems to be the New England pass rusher mold. It's you, you, you're a jack of all, master of none, get your job done type guy, and, and Van Noy has that in spades. The other thing that he's got as well that I think very much um, had uh, Flores and company on board is the fact that by all accounts, he's a big, big, big leadership presence in that locker room up in New England. He's got a few rings on his hand. You know, it, it's he's a guy that can come in and – be that leader with with a locker room full of young people that they will look to. And I think he's going to be great for guys like Rake McMillan as well, because I think he can really help develop Rake into kind of a similar role at that linebacker pass rush hybrid uh, based on what we saw at him last year. Yeah. When typically when the first thing I hear about a player is leadership I start to get a little bit worried in terms of the skill set when we're talking about a contract as big as this four years, 51 million, 30 million guaranteed, but he is a very productive player on top of that. Yeah. So yeah, they may have overpaid him a little bit, but they, they could afford to quite frankly. And another thing that he has going for him too, is that this is the type of player that ages very well because he's not somebody that relies on speed uh, or, overwhelming athleticism like uh, one of his counterparts Jamie Collins who was just signed by the Lions he's somebody that's more that's always been more of an athlete but Kyle Van Noy is 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 more of somebody that really gets it between the ears it's all about IQ and about versatility and as evidence of that you take a look at some some past Bill Belichick protégés Teddy Bruschi Mike Vrabel Rob Ninkovich these guys were all productive into their 30s and so given that, you may see Kyle Van Noy play out the length of this contract. Yeah, and on top of that, I think what looks like a rich contract right now, uh, given what we've talked about, given the fact that this new CBA adds playoff teams, given the fact that it should be adding a lot of TV revenue as we move forward here, it's going to increase the cap a, a large amount over the next two years, which is something that, you know, in once we're two years into this contract, it's going to look like peanuts based on what we should see out of him. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. So looking at the rest of the market, word on the street as we're recording this is that the Dolphins uh, are very interested in in Patriots center uh, Ted Karras, who uh, had a very very good season with the Patriots last year. May not be the best athlete, but is somebody that would certainly upgrade that position and give them even more flexibility there with Michael Dieter. So something to look out for uh, here on the second day of the tampering period. We haven't even gotten to free agency yet. Uh, Paul, anything else that you want to add here tonight as as we wrap up? No, I mean, I I would like to see Miami look around at at a couple of the centers in the market, uh, see what's out there, see what they're looking for, just, just get a feel for it. Uh, I, I do think the, the Kilgore cut left us a little exposed. And, and I'm a little disappointed we weren't able to go out and get Conklin. I totally get it, but 
again, it's it's Miami has fixed a lot on their interior of their line just by signing Flowers, but they need to fix the bookend positions badly as we move forward throughout free agency. Yeah, and another way to look at this too is that it, you it when you factor in Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, and Shaq Lawson, you you filled three big needs at cornerback, uh, outside edge guy, and, and uh, the 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 third down lineman in Shaq Lawson, to the point where you could legitimately go into the season with these eleven starters and some pretty decent depth too, and completely focus on the offense. I'm not saying the Dolphins are done on defense. I still think they need some more help at free safety, maybe another edge guy, but they, they could. their starters are looking pretty solid now. And the reason I say that is because it's a very deep year at offensive line in the draft. So the Dolphins could conceivably, if, if they strike out at offensive tackle and free agency, you could be looking at uh, – them drafting two offensive tackles in the first 39 picks. You really could. And I mean, that that's, what's going to be interesting as we move along here is, is reexamining the landscape of, of the draft. Once we get through these waves of free agency moving forward, but I'm telling you, I'm absolutely stoked that we are finally here after sitting through the past year of, uh, we'll, in, we'll call it intriguing garbage. Things. Intriguing things, you know. One one big coke bus of a year, but yes, it is. It's. I'm very excited that we're here. Uh, I know we've got a ton of coverage that's going to be coming people's way. Um, You know, for anybody out there, if there's a player you want us to talk about, let us know, and you know, we'll we'll do our best to 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 discuss them on the show. I, I know Kat and I never run out of things to talk about, so. But yeah, no. Other than that, everybody be safe out there with all this this other garbage and coke bus stuff going on in the world today. Yeah, it's it's one giant coke bus world right now, as as far as everything that's going on. But everybody stay safe out there. I'm glad that this has provided a necessary distraction for a lot of people, as well as anything else that's going out there. Because I know a lot of people really are quarantined inside their house, or trapped inside their house, or staying home. However you want to put it. That will do it for our breakdown of day one of the NFL tampering period. You're listening to Cat and Paul on the Fin side. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.